Uh, hello, I'm Joe. My name is Evan. I'm Michael. I'm Diana. I'm Sunny. Uh, so today we're going to be discussing two um, articles on Actively Learn. So the first one we'll discuss is called Why Facebook Can't Fix Fake News, which we'll try and go over for about 10 minutes. Second one is called Why It's So Hard to Delete Facebook um, and kind of other social media apps. So we'll try and go over that for like another 10 minutes. Um, so the first article, Why Facebook Can't Fix Fake News. Um, the main uh, problem that they can't fix fake news According to the article, was simply that they, their revenue streams are too heavily bent on the spread of fake news, which keeps people on the social media, and that's how they make money is by keeping people on social media for longer. Um, and so, inflammatory content like fake news, which catches the eye more, um, will cause people to stay on for longer when it, when they you know, go down a rabbit hole or get into an argument or something. Um, so that allows Facebook to make more money. Well, basically, like... Facebook is all about oh, their money please. and not about <laughs> their facts. I was going to say that I feel like they kind of messed it up for themselves because, like, now it just revolves around, like, fake news and clickbait news and all this. And... A lot of people, like, yes, it's, it is good for their company because, like, people stay on longer. But at the same time, like, it just it makes the place more toxic, which makes people not want to stay on longer. So, like, they either take, like, I guess they could take out, like, the news part of it, but then they lose all their money. But um, then people would, like, start to be, I guess, happier because, like, there's no, it's not really like a toxic place anymore. Or they could just keep the, like all the clickbait and all that. And people would, would just become tired of it because it's gonna, just gonna become such a toxic environment and like they're gonna lose money either way. So they kind of just chop themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're describing is sort of like a, a double-edged sword in that you know, whatever they decide to do. Um, I don't know if they've even ever considered sort of, I mean, I think they have considered trying to fix it, but it's too, maybe too complicated for them without some massive changes to their company. Um, yeah, I feel like at this point, like it's gotten too deep that they can't really do much about it. Mm -hmm. How do you guys think they can try to do something about it or fix it? Well, I mean, the the way they could fix it if they didn't care about monetary value is, you know, they could just kind of change their algorithm, the algorithm of the website to not show media like that. Um, you know, unfortunately for them, that would cause a huge drop in profits, which could be, you know, detrimental to their company, but, you know. Yeah, they could also, like, try to verify reliable pages but that would be hard to do because you have to go through yeah especially because more people stay on the website because of the clickbait and like all the fake news so if like oh. the <clears throat> that, that maybe no you could go sorry <laughs> if um all the stuff was true and like it was 
I guess it could be like more boring news or like the actual true news. People wouldn't want to stay on as long. Yeah, I was thinking that Facebook should have like a fact checker. Like, you know how on Instagram, like whenever something is like fake news or something, it does like a warning or like even on Twitter, it like gives like you a little warning that says it might not be true and like gives you a link to what the truth is. I think that Facebook could use their money to buy something like that and it wouldn't be that hard or anything because it already exists they just need to pay for it well i mean they they own instagram so they should be able to get it on facebook already i don't know why they don't yeah yeah well it even says in the article that clickbait news gets uh, promoted more just because people are more likely to share it with their friends so it gets seen more yeah we need i think it's more of like a human dilemma of they're doing what's best for their company but that might not always be best for the users um you know and so i think a lot of the problems they've been having recently are like um Lots of people feel like they've been influencing the elections when in reality, you know, they should simply be providing news instead of providing um, news for one party or the other. Um, So I, I think it's interesting how instead of becoming a social media platform and staying that way, Facebook turned into sort of like a news outlet which to me is interesting because, you know, lots of people watch the news, but it's not like, you know, they would spend all their time on the news. So I think they sort of found out a way to um, to use whatever their sort of almost addictive algorithms to keep people on. And that's why people are so reliant on their service. I feel like they figured out that it would be more convenient for people to use Facebook as like a news outlet than to actually watch the news all the time. And so now they're just like using that to their advantage. Yeah, because more people use social media and they want to watch the news. So they can get by putting it on social media and more people can follow up on the news from there. Yeah, exactly. The news isn't even on all the time. And so, like, it's so much easier to just, like, log into Facebook and, like, scroll through your feed and, like, see what happened instead of... And even the news isn't that reliable either, if you think about it. So, like, where are we supposed to get our information from? Yeah, and that just makes it more easy to, like, manipulate people and, like, kind of, like, how um, Joe said, like, it messes with, like, the boats and stuff and, like, it um, influences people on, like, what party to vote for makes him a lot more believable to like and not believable like a lot easier to like manipulate people to think in a certain way if they're going to be believing everything they see on facebook yeah i mean even in i think it's like paragraph eight it's about halfway down in the article um it says um Zuckerberg hit on the reason when he said it would be problematic to set up Facebook editors or algorithms as arbiters of truth because what's truth? Centuries ago, it was true that the world was flat, you know, and I think there's a lot of uh, ironic as it is truth in that statement that 
you know, what, um, what's true today may not be true tomorrow or what's true today wasn't true yesterday. You know, and so I think it, it's, it's really hard for a company like that, which doesn't, you know, they don't actively make or sell something. So they can't just whatever change their production line. Um, you know, they have to figure out where in the code they can change it, you know, where in the code they can adapt it so that it's less um, likely to promote fake news, which is a really hard uh, programming challenge. Yeah, especially because it said that like truth is like always changing. So it would be impossible to monitor like all this information and all the things that appear on the website. And it would just be really hard for them to like portray themselves as like uh, people who have like actual like true news because like it's just so hard to keep up with all the changing information that's happening all the time. Um. Alright, so I have a question. What is social media's company's like sole purpose before it all got turned into like fake news? Um, I think um, it's not discussed as much in this article as it is in the in the next article we would talk about. But I think originally social media. Most social media was sort of used to kind of, you know, connect with people and, you know, make friends or, you know, see old friends or whatever it was. It was truly meant to be, you know, or, or share like, oh, I went to, I went on a hike this weekend. And so you want to share that with people. And so originally it didn't really have any um, sociopolitical impacts. Um you know, in its early and adolescent days, um, especially not compared to now, when so many people use it, it can be, you know, a lot more impactful than people realize. But like, if you think about like, applications like Facebook, or like social media like Facebook, um, it was created with a bad purpose, like it was created to rate women in the Maker's College is what he originally made it for. Yeah, I mean... I feel like a lot of other social medias started with something like that. Yeah, that's... Now now it's changed and it's honestly just about making money at this point. Like, it's not about, like, communicating with friends and family. Like, the social medias just want to keep you on there to make more money for themselves. Yeah, I mean, with the Facebook, a lot of the original purpose you know, may have, which it was, you know, kind of disgusting or, you know, seemingly, you know, inhumane or something. Um, I think once it grew a lot in its, uh, I guess you call it adolescent stages when lots of people were using it, but they were really just using it to, you know, post pictures of their kids' birthday parties or a hike or, you know, say hello to a, an old classmate or something. Um, you know, I think it went from being 
sort of created with bad purpose to being used with without malicious intent to um, being used with malicious intent by the um, by the Facebook creators themselves um, in a lot of scenarios. Okay, so it sounds like uh, our kind of talking about this first uh, article is sort of coming to an end, so I guess we'll start on the second article. So the second article is titled, Why It's So Hard to Delete Facebook. Um, so, you know, according to them, a lot of the reason why it's hard to delete Facebook is because it is sort of programmed into your brain as a habit. Um, because of the way its algorithms are written, it can be, um, you know, and the people who created it are very good at understanding how to manipulate human emotions. And so they or like the on a chemical level, you know, and so the way they created it, it can give people, I think the original sciences give people bursts of dopamine whenever they do something. So they'll stay on for longer. Um, so it's hard to delete because it literally is like drugs. Yeah, and like, um, uh, crap, what was I going to say? <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Wait, what were you talking about again, Facebook? Um, like it's like drugs. How, like, people get so addicted to oh, it yeah. and, like, okay, people so, enjoy it so much. Okay, so I was thinking, like, TikTok's exactly like that. Like, as soon as you log into TikTok, your entire feed within like half an hour is just completely catered to you and like they track uh what you like what you don't like how much you comment if you save a photo if you share a photo how long you spend on each photo and it just it, it tracks everything you do and it uses it to manipulate you and it uses it to make your feed more stuff that you'll like so that you won't stop using it Yeah, I think that social media is just a good way to pass time because I have a lot of free time every day and I find myself wasting it on social media just because it makes time go by. No, I, I, I would feel say you oh, I spend... You go. Sorry, you can go. Alright. Well, I spend, like, a lot of my day on social media. It does take time off, like TikTok. Like Evan said, it, like, brings everything that you like. So... Every time I'm on it, I always think I'm going to be on it for like a little bit. But then I see more videos that I like and it keeps popping up and I just keep going until eventually I stop. I would say they definitely know like that people use it There's their time. So now they're trying to like use it, like they're using tactics to make you stay on even longer by like how um, Evan said, but they track like what you like and they give you more recommendations about like like the things that you're interested in to make you stay on even longer and like they're using what they know like like um in terms of like they know that like they know like what you i mean like i guess like they're kind of connected like how like in um facebook owns instagram so like they all kind of have your information and they're using that to their advantage to make you stay on even more like what we could do with all the time that we waste on social media yeah i mean it, like it, 
it's we would be so much happier yeah it's funny whenever you if you ever look at like your screen time report you know it tells you which apps you spend the most time on and stuff um and so i always think it's funny whenever you see studies or videos or whatever of people and they'll spend you know four hours on instagram or something they're like holy smokes you know anything yeah i spend even more than that on instagram a day (laughs) i spend i have like eight hours it's crazy especially during quarantine yeah, I mean, I feel like quarantine is a little bit of a different case because you're, you're not at school, you're not going and doing sports, you're not going to any clubs or groups or anything um, that you would normally kind of spend time off of your phone, you know, maybe at school. Do you, you do spend time do on your you phone. Do you think but... that maybe after this whole quarantine thing is over, people will be even more addicted to social media I th- because they've spent so much time on it? I, d- I do think it's possible, but I feel like if you... You know, if you spend four hours on social media, it's not really that big of a difference. You know, it it sounds like a big difference between eight hours or whatever. But I think the properties of it is just, you know, whenever you can kind of like get a break, you know, so I'll go to swim practice all the time. So I might like do some homework and then look at Instagram for memes or something for 15 minutes. And then suddenly it's time for me to go to practice where as some people you know, due to quarantine or, um, you maybe, maybe they don't do a sport or go to a club or something. They don't kind of have like those breaks where they kind of have to get off of their phone, um, for some reason. And so I think if you, uh, if it, if you're spending probably more than a certain amount of time on social media, then I think it, it probably is just as addictive um, as if you're spending a lot more time. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't think that everyone's going to come out of quarantine and be like, they can never get off their phone. You know, maybe they will, but you know, I, I'm just not sure about that. All right. So do you guys think it would be easy to get off of social media for like a time period of time? For me personally, I think it would be like really, really hard to do that because like social, I use social media for like to talk to my friends and keep in contact with like all my friends and everything. And so it would just be like ripping me away from like all the connection that I have to like other people. So I would, I would just feel like it'd be so hard for me to like not have social media. I I second that, like I use my social media to talk to my friends like most of the time I spend on social media is talking to my friends more than it is scrolling through posts. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like not so much about like the actual content and posts. It's like more about like keeping in contact with other people. Yeah, I I do think it's funny too that that's even mentioned in the article. Lots of people, whenever Facebook, whenever you're, if you're going to delete your account, it's like, oh, you know, are you going to just say goodbye forever to these people that you reconnected with here and kind of makes people feel bad um you know and so it then kind of manipulate people into keeping it um I think personally I I wouldn't I don't think I would have very much trouble getting off of social media just because most of the people that I talk to I can talk to over text and you know I don't really ever look at I mean I look at posts but only just for, you know, memes and jokes. I don't ever look at 
um, I guess what I would consider like a true post where somebody posts that they did something or went somewhere or whatever. Um, you know, but I think with the case of getting off of social media, just sort of the hardest part is, is like the first step. You know, if you, if you're just going to delete the app for two weeks, but not your account, or if you say you delete the app for a week and then you download it after a week and maybe you start going on it for four hours again, or maybe you have realized that like, Hey, I can do lots of other things whenever I don't have social media. Um, you know, so I think if you're, if you have good reasons, then it's probably good to delete social media. But if you're just being like, Oh, it's, you know, people are just telling me I should get off social media. It's not very helpful if you don't have a reason for it. I want to point out that I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, going to delete my account and I'm not going to use social media, and like, forever. And then all of a sudden, like, a week later, they come back. And so it just shows how addicting it is. Oh, I've seen that so many times, been like, oh, like, I'm so tired of this. I'm just going to leave this app. And then, like, a few days later, they're just like, hi, I'm back. Yeah, it really just proves, like, people, like, it's really hard to actually, like, get away from all that. Yeah, I mean, I think with, to leave it, it's, you know, you, you kind of have to be disciplined enough to say, like, hey, no, I'm going to get off it and I'm going to stay off it for this amount of time because I told myself that I was going to do this. Um, and so for me, a way I would do that is you could like challenge yourself. So I always try and rise to a challenge or a competition or whatever, just cause that's, you know, that was whatever the way I developed as a child or the way I was born or however you think human psychology works. If I challenged myself and be like, Hey, if I said to myself, like, Hey, I bet you can't, stay off social media for a week, it would be, I'd be a lot more likely to stay off social media for a week. Just because if I view it as a challenge, then it's much easier to accomplish um, through, you know, discipline or willpower. So I think if, if you're trying to get off social media, you kind of have to find in your life how you can challenge yourself to get off of it. See, the thing that's it's going to be harder since it's like quarantine so there's not really much you can do and that's why social media is like one of the biggest things of um, of social uh, it's like a good part of your day but since quarantine happened you can't really go out and do other things to me I don't have practice so the only time I go out is either if I have to go like shopping or if I have to go to the gym so that's only like two hours of my day to get off my phone but um, if it wasn't quarantine I feel like I'd be definitely able to do a lot more stuff and then get off of social media. Okay, so it sounds like this discussion is wrapping up. Um, so we'll talk to you about, uh, I don't know, probably something similar to this, or maybe the next time we'll talk to you is about our book podcast in a couple of weeks. So bye.